In this podcast, I want to consider Stoicism. I will consider whether we should lead a Stoic life. I will conclude that we shouldn't lead a fully Stoic life, but that a partial Stoic life might be a good way to live. I will accept that in extremely deprived circumstances, Stoicism might be useful. James Stocktail gives an excellent account of how Stoicism helped him cope during his time as a prisoner in the Vietnam War. Those suffering from serious illness or whose opportunities in life are severely restrained might find Stoicism useful. Fortunately, most of us don't live in extremely deprived circumstances. And under more normal circumstances, I would argue that leading a fully stoic life damages us as persons and denies us certain essential human goods. I will argue that leading a fully stoic life damages our capacity to feel love, denies us the benefits of full friendship, and limits our ability to experience shame and hope. Before I commence my argument, I will briefly outline what I mean by love and stoicism. Let us start with love. By love, I am not referring to romantic or erotic love, but to simply caring about something. I am using Harry Frankfurt's definition of love. If we accept this definition, then we can love a wide range of things, including inanimate objects. For instance, a mother might love her child, we might love our friends, and others might love a particular piece of music or view. Personally, I love Durham Cathedral. Love defined as caring about isn't simply a pleasant emotion and must have two important properties. First, Love makes us vulnerable to the fortune of those we love. If someone has a friend and he remains indifferent and feels no unhappiness when his friend is harmed, we might question whether he really is a friend or even understands the concept of friendship. Secondly, love or caring about must have some persistence. Let us return to friends. If someone has a friend and he readily drops this friend in exchange for someone else whom he believes has more interesting properties, we might question whether he really is a friend or once again understands the concept of friendship.
Friends needn't be for life. But friends can't be instantly exchanged, can't be instantly dropped for another. Let us accept that love makes us vulnerable and requires persistence. Now let us turn to Stoicism. A Stoic tries to lead a rational, virtuous life and remain indifferent to those things which are beyond his control. Dr. Spock from Star Trek might be regarded as a typical Stoic. A Stoic will care about being honest, because being honest is within his own control, but will be indifferent to the grief of a friend who has lost someone close to him, because this is out with his own control. But if a Stoic remains indifferent to the grief of a friend, then we might question whether he understands friendship or is a real friend. It would seem following Stoic principles damages friendship. If friendship is a natural human good, then a Stoic, by following Stoic principles, damages his ability to enjoy this good. More generally, Stoics seem to have problems with love. If a Stoic fails to grieve for the loss of a loved one, then we might question whether his love was genuine. For as I have argued, love requires persistence. It would appear then that following Stoic principles damages someone's capacity to love and limits his enjoyment of certain natural human goods. A Stoic might raise two objections to my argument. First, he might object that I am wrong to equate loving with caring about and should instead simply consider caring. To care simply means to care about and at a later time to have cared about. But love or caring about must have persistence and it seems impossible to go straight from caring about to having cared about. From loving a friend to being indifferent to their death. A stoic might now raise a second objection and argue that I should consider stoic preferences rather than a stoic caring about. This introduces the stoic idea of preferred indifference. According to a stoic, it is possible for someone to prefer some outcome, yet remain indifferent when this outcome isn't satisfied. 
I might prefer chocolate to strawberry ice cream, but remain indifferent when my friend buys me a strawberry one by mistake. Preferred indifference are possible. It is possible in some cases to prefer an option and not care about it being satisfied. But I will now argue not all preferences are distinct from caring about. What does it mean to be indifferent to the outcome of some preference? It means if someone's preferred outcome isn't satisfied, that he feels no unease or unhappiness. Let us return to friendship. Wanting our friends to be happy is part of friendship. Let us assume that I have a friend who becomes unhappy and I remain indifferent with respect to her unhappiness. I feel no unease or experience no unhappiness on account of her unhappiness. In such a situation, it might be questioned whether I am really her friend. This example suggests that there are some preferences which aren't distinct from caring about, and that some preferences involve caring about. It appears that it is possible to remain indifferent to some preferences but not to others. But is it possible to account for this difference? Preferences vary in strength and I would suggest that above a certain threshold some preferences cease to be simply preferences and become pieces of caring about and that someone cannot remain indifferent towards such preferences because caring about, as I have argued previously, must involve persistence. Accepting this explains why I can have a preferred indifferent for chocolate ice cream, but not for my friend's happiness. If Estoric accepts this, then he faces a dilemma. He must accept that he cannot remain indifferent with regard to all his preferences and cease to lead a fully stoic life, or continue to lead a fully stoic life by remaining indifferent to all things which are beyond his control. However, if he chooses this second option, he denies himself certain natural human goods such as true friendship. And by not fully committing to his preferences, he also damages his capacity to love. I now want to argue that a stoic who sticks strictly to his strict stoic principles damages to our human goods. 
his ability to feel shame and experience hope. A stoic lives in the present. He is indifferent to the past because the past can't be changed and indifferent to the future because the future is uncertain and future events are beyond his control. But from a phenomenological point of view, this isn't how we experience the world. Past events creep into our present as they shape our character and concern for the future help shape our current intentions. If someone tries not to feel shame, then he deprives himself of something which is useful in forming his character. And if he has no concern for the future, then he deprives himself of hope, which motivates him to act. It follows that if a Stoic is indifferent to past and future events, that he deprives himself of something that is useful. Let us summarise the argument so far. I have argued that a Stoic seeks to limit his vulnerability to misfortune in life by being indifferent to those things which are beyond his own control. But this reduced vulnerability comes at a high price, for a Stoic damages his capacity to love, his ability to make friends, and feel shame and hope. A true Stoic would seem to be a cold fish with few attachments. If my arguments are accepted, then it would seem we have good reason not to lead a fully stoic life, except in the extremely deprived circumstances I mentioned earlier. However, I think it might be wise to lead a partial stoic life, because there are certain things in life we should be indifferent towards. What does it mean to be a partial stoic? We desire certain things in life which aren't essential to leading a good life, and a partial stoic should try and change these desires into preferred indifferences. For instance, we should change our desire for the latest phone into a preferred indifferent. However, a partial stoic must admit to himself that there are certain goods the fate of which is beyond his control, to which he cannot remain indifferent. A partial stoic cannot remain indifferent to the fate of friends. A stoic attempts to be indifferent to all those things which are beyond his own control. But how is a partial stoic to decide which of those things which are beyond his control he should 
be indifferent to and which he shouldn't? One possible answer is that there is an objective list of things which are essential to leading a good life. And a partial stoic cannot be indifferent to things on this list. One thing on such a list would be good health, but I have suggested that it would be beneficial for someone who is seriously or terminally ill to be indifferent towards his health. Let us consider love. I have argued that usually Stoics have problems with love, but perhaps love might help a partial Stoic decide which things in life he should be indifferent towards and which he shouldn't. Unfortunately, we can't simply decide to love. We come to love someone or something, rather than deciding if we should love someone or something. However, if we aspire to care about certain things, this might help us differentiate between the things we should remain indifferent to and the things we should care about. An excellent account about the importance of aspiring is given by Agnes Callard in her book Aspiration. If we attempt to guide our search for what we should be indifferent to and what we should care about by considering what we should aspire to, then we are also defining the sort of person we want to be. In conclusion, it seems to me that a fully stoic life is a robotic one shaped by reason. But if a partial stoic shapes his own life, this would be a better way to live.